0: College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about the last weekend of the regular season, some good old college football. And if you needed a reminder, which you really shouldn't, uh, but it's a factual statement to say the regular season, as far as team sports goes, we've been saying this for years, the regular season. For college football, is the best regular season, hands down. Beyond, I mean, this week proves it once again with the rivalry week, of course. But the rivalries, the upsets that can happen off of that, just so many things happen in the regular season. And you know, if you're twelve and five, um, or even thirteen and four in the NFL, that's a damn good season. Obviously, you have four losses. Uh, that's not a great season say right college football so uh once again man we had all sorts of crazy games that came down to the wire we had upsets kind of galore um we had michigan beating ohio state again oregon somehow giving up a large lead deep into that game and the way oregon state it came back it's just unfathomable it's just it's unbelievable Washington took care of business at Washington State, but it didn't matter. Utah um, did as well. and they're gonna meet USC, USC takes care of business and uh, Caleb Williams really coming in for a late push here. Uh, now the leading Heisman candidate. I think I think you'd have to be the leading after that weekend because of Ohio State losing and how CJ just kind of was in the lead for forever because you know, he was putting up numbers and they hadn't lost. Well, all of a sudden, um, the roles are reversed. So we have a ton to talk about. Obviously, um, you know, we, we do have some interesting championship games this Friday. Don't forget, not Saturday, but Friday, Utah and USC, the rematch from like a, what was it? 40. Three to forty-two or something like that, forty-two to forty-one. I don't remember exact score, but it was it was a great game. Same with TCU, Kansas State. I think maybe your casual fan thinking, oh, why? I mean, they're nine and three. Why the hell would Kansas State be only you know a two and a half point underdog? Well, if you watch that game the first time, you'll know exactly why. UCF and Tulane, the rematch from a really entertaining game in Clemson, in North Carolina. Both took L's in the last week. That kind of makes that game a little bit more interesting. Um, We'll see if Purdue can, like, give Michigan a good game. Um, A lot of people up by halftime half, but then they get blown away. So we got a lot to look forward to um, when it comes to next week. We were just talking off air how, you know, there's plenty of – as far as pros and cons with with expanding to twelve, there's probably more cons than pros from a um, from a hardcore college football fan. Now, from a casual fan, though, you know it's going to bring more ratings, and also after this coming week, at least one, if not two, of those rounds will be in December. So you get, you know, you don't have to wait a month between you know big time matchups and big time matchups. So uh, but if this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope and dope Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk at rope and rope dope and, and download the show there or listen to the browser. If you don't want to, you can find the rope and dope Radio Podcast uh, platform on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Radio, Player FM, Spricker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, while you're at it. I uh, want you head on over to thegrowingtruth.com in Sports News 24. Um, one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as 49.99 a month for two months, I should say. Um, if you go with the Choice or Ultimate package, that gives you three months of uh, Showtime, Star, Cinemax, and Epic's. It's a $160 savings. It's the best of live TV and on demand. There's no annual contracts. No hidden fees. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks. Without oh, the additional fee, a direct TV strength. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall. Um, you know, before we get into the action, we do have some coaching coach-y news. I mean, whether it's Auburn, we thought it was going to be, you know a, a, a Marshall favorite uh, with Lane Kiffin. He signs an extension, so we have we have more you know coaching news than this in the coming days and weeks, of course. But the big one, obviously Auburn, Nebraska, and uh, Wisconsin. Um, Some big news there. Are you happy that your guy Lane Kiffin is staying put? And then, are uh, you? F- thing at Auburn is kind of funny because, obviously, his track record has baggage. You know, it's got a lot of positive on the field stuff, but off the field, there is some baggage there. He, he comes in, what, two years off of, two or three years off of coaching at Liberty. I think it's two years. Um, but then, like I said, Wisconsin and Nebraska hired some archie names in the college football landscape.
1: Yes. Um God, I got distracted. I had your wolves on Christopher Porzingis hit three threes in the first minute of the game. <laughs> Sweet bro. Thanks,
0: man. Really you know, put <laughs> really my whole I, mic down now. I really appreciate that, man. Thanks. It's early. It's early. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's what my mind said. I didn't used. know he's yeah. Stephen Curry. Holy
1: cow. We were watching but the
0: Vikings 'cause that's what my mind says. It's early. It's early in the game. Uh huh. Sure. Not real early. So
1: off to off to college football um yes yeah, so i'm happy kiffin stayed uh i think i i was pretty convinced rumors were true because most time when you see the college coach say hey i, I want to stay with my guys you know he's giving that speech to be respectful to the players but a week from now you're gonna say okay lane lane kiffin is at auburn but maybe he was telling the truth so maybe when he did rip that guy on twitter for saying hey that's news to me on, i'm going to auburn he was being honest or maybe they didn't offer him the deal he wanted but nonetheless uh Old Miss gave him, I believe it was um, an eight year deal now with around $78 million a year. So whether he did it on purpose or not, a lot of times when you are in those coaching – He said 7 or $8 million a year? I I believe, yeah. Okay. It sounded like he said $78 million a year. I was like, oh.
0: what did they do? A year? <laughs>
1: okay. uh, so Larry's maybe thing. that was a, uh, a bargaining chip to help him too, you know, which he can't hurt. Maybe that influenced Old Miss to push their pocketbook towards him when they heard he might leave out to Auburn because Kiffin's done pretty good there. So, um, yeah, obviously Hugh freeze, the guy, he, he did have a, a sketchy track record. He did win at old miss speaking of old miss. Um, but yeah. you know, there's a lot of college football coaches who I think have some sketchy track records and they're still coaching, you know, and held sometimes they even go to the NFL, you know, that's the name names. But, um, and then for, uh, Wisconsin again, Hey, we were talking about before the show that Luke Fickle almost got a non power five into the playoff. Like, I mean, what, you know, I mean, what more can you really do as a coach? So, he did get the or, sorry. The no, playoffs. I'm sorry. He did get them in and he finally got them into face Alabama. So, I mean, if you can get a a non power five, sorry, it took him a couple of years, but if you can get a, a team like Cincy, who has always been decent since we've been alive, Chris, but never like elite. If you can get them into, um, uh, a, a final four, you know, you're yeah, now be going power to,
0: five teams too. They beat Notre Dame. It wasn't just getting by, and that's probably what, as far as non power five lately. That's been, I mean, the Mountain West has fallen back a little bit. Isn't that the best non power five
1: for football? Uh, yeah, right there, uh, it, it's for sure right there. Yes, sir. Um, so hey, that's a great sign because they are going to a school that has probably more money, more facilities. It's a little just uh, maybe just a few steps ahead of Cincinnati in general financially, and obviously with the TV contracts and all that, and Camp Randall and Wisconsin's just had a longer longevity of success in football for the most part than Cincy. And then for Matt Rule, um, again, you turned around Temple, you had a good run at Baylor. NFL was rough, but again, that that NFL is rough in general for anyone. Hell, even took Belichick a long time to get going, and he's maybe the best coach now in some people's opinions. So Rule's out David back and in-
0: Urban Meyer. Did not do good there, they're elite level college coaches,
1: right? Yes, yeah, so and at least Saban, for all we know, is a decent human being. Um, but yeah, hey, just you're you're in Nebraska. Yeah, the way he lied, the way he lied
0: all off season to the press, that was pretty decent of him, wasn't it?
1: Uh, um, so I, I and they they need something again. If you're a Nebraska fan, hopefully that works. Um Scott Frost was supposed to be the answer from what he did at UCF, which is, again, rivals kind of what Fickle did at Cincinnati. But that just never panned out. And I, I think they even gave him a little bit of a longer leash. But at least they were smart like USC and didn't give, you know, like they gave Clay Helton a cup. I'll give him another year, another year. Well, no, dude, hey, we gave you your, what, four and a half, five years. It didn't work out. Let's try a guy who's rebuilt some programs, again, who have less uh luxurious uh, offerings than, you know, or I should say Nebraska is still, you would assume, has more to offer than what a Temple did or what a Baylor did for history and recruiting, if he can get it back there. So, yeah, we'll see yeah. how that plays out. Um Yeah, that, that was some big news. I'm sure we'll have some more news coming over the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, for a... For, speaking of coaches, though, Chris, speaking of coaches, um man, I and I'm going to say, okay, so as a coach, your goal is to win games and Brian mean, Day yep. has won games. He he has. He's won. He's won what um of his oh, last God. probably twenty three games. He's only lost two. But when the two you lose are to a guy that you know, you butt heads with, man, I, I got to give Harbaugh credit that you you've now defeated your rival. And again, those guys go back at each other all year. But I, I was amazed at all of the big plays Ohio State's defense allowed. Michigan on the year up until that game, Chris, had had, had three offensive plays of 70 plus yards. And, and two were against uh, Hawaii and some other Colorado State, So some bum schools. But just the, it, it was like Ohio State had never seen a play action before. Mm-hmm. I, I truly think the media of like, you know, cause the, the last year, the thing was Ohio State got punched in the mouth because Michigan was a tougher, more physical team. They ran the ball down your throat. What are you going to do about it? And the whole offseason, Ryan Day, we got to get physical. We got to win the line of scrimmage. And, and maybe you tried to, but dude, again, you got, you got out jocked again in the second half. You scored three points. Yeah. It was the second half too. Cause first half, it wasn't like that. That was what was so
0: surprising. Yes. Yeah, you know? First
1: half, it really, Chris, it really was a back and forth that Marvin Harrison yeah. had a, a nice little, um, 40 yard, uh, kind of streak route and got a touchdown. But to give Michigan credit, again, in the second half, just like last year. Fourth quarter, especially. You never really felt like Ohio State was going to win the game. Like I, I was why? Because I, I teased Ohio State. But, like, in the third quarter, the their Ohio State had no rhythm on offense. And Michigan yeah. broke some big plays. But, again, they controlled the line of scrimmage. And if you're going to give Ohio State the love they deserve, which, again, they had a great year. And, I mean, it's not over, but whatever. But if you have the best wide receiver in football, which people say Marvin Harrison Jr., and you have the up at that up to that point, the Heisman favorite or second favorite quarterback, how how how'd you score three points in the second half? I mean, I I know neither of us are a diehard or uh Michigan or Ohio State fan, but man, if you're a Michigan fan, dude, you you you've made the neat crow now for two years in a row. That's the first time y'all won there since two thousand and it's the first time they beat the back-to-back rivals since two thousand nineteen ninety nine. 1999 um, Hats off to Harbaugh, because he took a lot of shit his first couple of years there. He was struggling to win the big games. Up against until Michigan. last year. Up until last year. And he, he'd struggled against Michigan State at times, which he started to get over that hump. But now you beat Ohio State two years in a row, and I'll give you kind of a free pass for however this – even if they lost the Big Ten, which I don't think they will to Purdue, but even if they did. You beat Ohio State two years in a row. You beat them pretty well. Um, Hats off to Harbaugh. That was, again, two games in a row now where you've just been the more physical or better game plan team. Um, I just, I don't know. When you saw the press clippings, it was just like, oh, this loss has bothered me all year. Well, even if it did, I guess this one's going to bother you all year again now because Michigan got your number. So hats off to them.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think this whole day stuff now is it's kind of contradicting based off what we just saw play out with Harbaugh. Right? I mean, Harbaugh had those two just nightmare, you know, scenarios with the punt return block, you know, all they had to do was punt coverage. Sure. And they'd win that game, dude scoops and scores, breaks a tip in the process. And then uh, you know, did he get a first down? I'm still not sure. Uh, in yes overtime sir. against yep. Ohio State. So, you know, before we start dumping on Day, saying ah, they got to move past them. And I'm not saying we have here, but I've heard plenty of that. And it's like, well, hold, hold on now, hold, hold on. We, this just played out before our eyes now these last two years. And the crazy thing is, this off season, on signing a Harbaugh's in Minneapolis, <laughs> talking to the Timberwolves, talking to the Vikings. So that that makes it even more like, wow, dude. Um, that's pretty crazy. And if you line up, you know, it's like you said, as long as he gets by Purdue, but if you line up who they, you know, potentially would play that Georgia, more than likely in the first, as long as they take care of their business, which they should, um, all of a sudden you go, well, this is a better opportunity than it was last year to win the national championship. Cause I mean, it really is. It be, I mean, yeah. who's, who's probably going to make it. Um, you're right. That's kind of a, you know, all of a sudden they went from shit, you know, we got beat up by, uh, Georgia last year and in our first time finally getting it through, uh, you know, the Ohio State stuff. And so kudos, like you said, to Harbaugh. Um, also, I want to say after 12 seasons or 12 or 14 seasons, uh, David Shaw has resigned from Stanford. And that's something that it was, it seemed like it was going to be the, the writing was on the wall. Um, if you look at the combination, you know, the whole transfer portal, a lot of people want to complain about it. If you're a team like Stanford, <laughs> that really means a lot because you don't just – you know, they don't – first of all, it's hard to get into the goddamn school. So to just get transfers left and right, you're not going to bring in, you know, 17 new guys. Transfer sure. is not going to happen,
1: period. And yeah, you, uh, you can't begin JUCO kids from, uh, from Washington or Cali College because they ain't going to make it into your school for grades.
0: Well, forget JUCO. Ju- I'm talking about guys that are on rosters. Trans-
1: sure. You know, yeah, They've already right.
0: been at some place and they're going there. And it just – so that that's huge. And if you don't think it is, you, you're smoking something because that's a huge thing in college football. And then, to be honest, I'll say this, since 2020 in the COVID scenario – He had it about as he had it, I mean, it's documented. He had it the roughest as far as his campus and the limitations of his team to be able to work out. So that, I'll say that, because he was a damn good coach up until the last few years. So um, I want, I think that's worth, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but I think you have to really look at it and say, yeah, this is different there at Stanford. But just to go back, um, um, 216 yards, but in the fourth quarter to get Edwards to get, who, who we didn't even know if he was going to play or not, for sure, you know, um, cause they went with their main dude, but he, he went out right away. And Edwards, we didn't know. He didn't play last week. He was kind of MIA. Not that he was MIA from the program, but we really, they just kept a little loosey goosey. 75 and 85 yards. Um, I mean, it's the longest home or the largest home loss Ohio State has taken. Uh, since 1976, when it was 22 to zero uh, against uh, you know that state Michigan squad, but just wanted to add a little bit there. Um, yeah, man. Well, and like I said, just to talk about Finkel really quick, like to to produce nine throws last year um, in the outside the Power Five, that's pretty crazy. His recruiting's definitely going to go up, man. It, it's it was huge. What were you going to
1: say? Because I was going to go to USC next. Uh, okay, I was going to go West Coast. We can go East Coast. That's fine. Go ahead, sir. I said USC next. That oh, is and then I said UNC. Uh, we, UNC. I heard, I heard oh, my Tar Heels. Yeah, I wanted to trunk. talk the
0: North Carolina game, man, because that, yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe, maybe I should talk the Bama game since uh, any time they're 20-point favorites, I just act like they don't
1: even exist. Although they did win by twenty two, now I look at it. God, uh, they just yeah, had a twenty two and because... a half, and they won by twenty two. But okay, yeah, for for the Trojans, um, hey, they, they 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 didn't let the game get that close. There was kind of like a little bit of a sense of like they had the lead. Their offense was humming the whole game. Uh, Caleb Williams was probably etching the Heisman name in for himself way he played, and, and the tougher game that Stroud had. So. Hey UFC, I, I expected it to be close. It sounded like the whole nation of gamblers on Twitter and everyone, everyone's trendy pick was taking Notre Dame. Uh, but again, Chris, we talked about this all year. Notre Dame was a a decent, good team on some weekends, on some weekends not. Like if you look at yeah, their very, wins and losses, they were yeah. And again, to give them credit, that was their first year as a coach there at, for Freeman. Yeah, they're and, not bad. No. Any um, they're not yeah, making. two, so shit.
0: To, yeah, to they're not making. Well, the, that was pretty good.
1: You know, yeah. yeah, they're not making the final four this year. But I think for his first year to have a, a, a highlight of pretty good wins and some tough losses. But if you're USC, they themselves a quarterback now too. True. Yeah, but for USC, they just did what they had to do. Again, offense is what's going to carry them as far as they can go. Um. Again, dude, it it almost—I'm not going to say Michael Vick because I still think Michael Vick was like uh, someone on Madden you could use that would drive people nuts. But there are a lot of plays where Caleb Williams, for college, because you can't do this in the pros, you will literally get decapitated, injured, or your time will serve its course. But in college, he does have the athletic ability to kind of make a magician play and just kind of pull rabbit out of his hat. Because there was multiple plays in that game where he he felt the pocket was pressing down on him. He does a little scurry back of 10 to 12 yards and then runs up 15 yards for a first down or rolls out of the pocket, jukes past two people and throws a a rope down the field for 25 yards. Like in college football, Chris, that's something you can enjoy. That guy clearly has the pocket presence to in college. Do that. He has the speed to do it again in the NFL. If you do that linebackers and say, what up dude, I'm, I'm as fast as you. So we ain't doing that shit. But, um, he's put together a hell of a year uh, and Lincoln Riley as a USC fan who has not been happy much for the past 15 years this isn't even that good of a team like i i know that they have the talent but again defensively USC and you got to have you got to be optimistic cuz i don't think many people thought they would be quite this good there was some talk at the start of the they're year they're not a no, great team no they're very good and and speaking of recruiting they got better too they yeah got better. And That's speed good. of recruiting, he's going to get all sorts of boys coming to play there now. Because when USC is hot, like their recruiting is, it's going to get improve even more. So for them, well, especially you took care, moving to the Big Ten too. True, but you took care of business. You never really let Notre Dame stay in the game. Offensively, did enough, and defensively, you weren't an absolute doormat. So hey, props to USC. You got a rematch now with Utah, and hey, again, I the I. The whole nation was betting on Notre Dame. So sometimes when every one of the country seems to bet one way, go the other. And I'm happy in that case it worked out for my Trojans. Well,
0: hold on, hold on. When you said the whole nation, they were a three-point favorite going into the game. So, I but mean, the, let's but I think the,
1: little. the consensus of, like, gambling, I, I think there was, Notre Dame was receiving more money. I'll say that from a gambling standpoint. Okay. See, that's a, uh, you put it differently. And it, did,
0: it was five and a half at some point. So it did go down. Um, You're right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the Michael Vick thing, because it's not what he does with his feet uh, running, just running straight up. So I don't think Vick's a good comp. I'd say, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, in college. He's doing what Patrick Mahomes does. Like, it's not all just making you pay with a 40-yard run and and having linebackers run into each other and stuff like that, Uh, like, you know, Vick was doing. This dude, and you know, every once in a while he's gonna take a big sack because sometimes sure. you just get caught up and you're like, oh, that's 19 yards, too because you know. But this dude, because the line's good, but it's definitely not great, and we've True. seen that play out this year. And this dude, it's like the normal plays work pretty good, but when it when the pocket breaks down and he can maneuver, 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 and then find someone for first down, he's really put it all together and. I'm happy that, you know, not – he's going to go next year, you know, and so he doesn't come into the Big Ten, come into the Big Ten West, you know, the first year we're going to face him. Of course, they're going to have another, you know, elite young dude coming in behind them. But I don't know if, the, you know, the player is going to be as good as this, right? Uh, sure. This guy seems more generational uh, than that. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it was it, – they had it. They had it pretty much like you said the whole time. It was like – they got, they pushed it to like, what was a 10 point game and they responded right away. So big win and they needed these wins because they needed quality wins. And obviously, sure. um, it'll be really interesting to see if USC beats Utah to be like, well, that's our only loss too. And if you beat them cleanly, right? Especially, and I'm not saying you got to beat by 17 points, but if you beat them cleanly, then you go, well, shit, we lost on a two point conversion and. Now we beat that same team. I'm not saying that's not like a loss because you still lost, but that's pretty crazy, you know, and that, that really helps you, uh, you know, come, uh, rankings wise. I mean, who knows? Maybe they, I don't, okay, well, K State, yeah, I don't think they go above, well, we don't know. Let's find out Tuesday, but I don't think they go above TCU or anything like that, but it, a lot of things. Went their way. I guess the only thing you could say is Oregon not winning, you know, did kind of hurt them because they would have been in the top 10 and that's another quality win or whatever. I guess that's really the only thing, but let's, speaking of Oregon, Oregon, Oregon state, huge, <laughs> huge, huge lead. I mean, a big, big lead. Uh, it's just unbelievable. It's one thing to come back from that deficit, Marshall, but it's how they did it on the ground. I mean, the final five drives for Oregon State: nineteen carries, one hundred and forty-three yards,
1: and four touchdowns. This is college
0: football right here.
1: So it just reminded me of you know in the, the scene in Dodgeball where he like puts on the blindfold and they're like, "Well, that's a that's a bold strategy." Can see how it pays off. I I feel like that would have been the perfect gift for this game because, again, as my co-host said. Oregon State Beavers were down 34-10 to 10 with eight minutes left in the third quarter. The last pass that Oregon State threw was a one-yard completion that got fumbled, which led to Oregon's touchdown to give them 34 points. When they were down 34-10, they did not run for the rest of the game, Chris. How in God's name do you win a football game down 24 points in today's football and not throw the ball once. I mean, I, you know, speaking of like Madden, Michael Vick, if you were Oregon, how are you not simply like, we're going to put 10 men on the line. We'll have one safety run the effing ball. We dare you. Like I, I would honestly love to go back and watch like that whole film of the fourth quarter. Cause I mean, what, what were the safeties doing? what were the linebackers doing? I realize I'm not a college coach and I, I know that every team has their pros and cons, but if you, if you were Oregon, like how are you not selling out? And if you were credit to Oregon. I mean, Oregon there was age. some missed tackles.
0: I'll say that because I saw sure. the game and you definitely yeah. was missed tackles, but you're right. It's
1: just, but, it just I, unheard of. It, it is. And again, I, I was, I was shifting around games. There was so much going on at that time, but again, massive props. I, and I kicked myself too because I've always liked watching the Civil War. But it's from like a night game. I normally have it on, but dude, hey, credit to Oregon State. Like, how cool is that? And then another bonehead decision to wrap Oregon's here. When uh, aside from the fact you couldn't call a run defensive play to stop them, was why in the hell is Oregon with a again a, uh, an injured quarterback? Which you documented last week, Chris. He when you watched Bonex play, he was not the elusive fast guy that he was. You're up. Eight points, I believe, up seven or eight points with eight minutes to go. It is fourth and one on your own 30, and you go for it. He had a little Bo rollout roll out to the left. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, Put the I ball. Agree. Dude, mm-hmm. you, you you know that this team for the last 15 minutes has been running the ball religiously, okay? Maybe we're struggling to stop the run. Put the ball. Make them run the ball 70 yards down the field. You went for And you're I coming was. off a fumble on the previous, uh, you know, uh,
0: possession, too. So it's like, dude, I agree. I thought that was ridiculous,
1: man. And, yeah, it just, I couldn't and, believe and it. Then, and, and, then, and then, to give credit to Oregon State, like, Oregon had a bunch of plays where they had a bunch of personal that not personal fouls, but a bunch of penalties. They were able to hold on. But, dude, that is one of the craziest stat uh, anomalies I've ever heard of. That was yeah. just insane. But, again, you know, the – it's become a thing, Chris. I feel where, like if an NFL or a college coach does something nowadays, you're like, well, the you know the the analytics. Uh, the it, it's like they use analytics as a crutch to defend their decision, even though they did something idiotic to which a fan base might be like, dude, what the fuck? Um, the what the bleep moment was again? Running on your own thirty, and with a quarterback who's got a bum foot, right? Like it's man, like it's- they were trying to surprise them,
0: like they did last week. I, I and think, well, he's not running. So they're all of a sudden out of nowhere. You're right, though. And then credit to Oregon State for that. I mean, they had a 12, uh, uh, Oregon had a 12 place, 72 yard, five minute drive that they, you know, couldn't cash in on
1: fourth and goal. You know, can, can, I mean, can you that, imagine being that, that stadium was like the half construction, half base. Those 30,000 people must have been going like crazy. Because they've always kind of been the stepchild in that rivalry. It's always been Oregon for the most part of the past, for the past 20 to 30 years. Yeah, man. And um, Washington
0: uh, kept that. That was a high paced game. Kind of knew it going in, but it really was. 51 to 33, they win. Uh, Central Florida lost to Navy and just barely hung on to South Florida, already knowing they beat Tulane and Cincinnati. I think there was a little lackadaisical stuff there uh louisville freshly ranked they get beat by kentucky in that rivalry kansas state handled business uh so they could advance 47 to 27 uh tennessee didn't uh fall for the old okey-doke uh losing to the vandy but south carolina beats clemson so back-to-back yes yes uh, which is pretty crazy To end the season, good for them. It, it, you know, it kind of sucks now when you look at their season, you're like, so why weren't you guys a little better? (laughs) Like, why didn't you get this out of your quarterback these last two games? If you look at his numbers before, they were just freaking horrendous. Uh, the Iron Bull goes Alabama way. TCU put up 62 points. They were not going to be denied. LSU, now my co-host can uh, hacked the coach for actually losing at AM rather than a couple of weeks him saying, wouldn't that be oh, all you know, now he can because they did kind of the same vibe as, uh, who was I just talking about? Um, Central Florida, where like, oh, we already got locked up, got caught slipping. And then, you know, <laughs> you look at A&M and you're like, dude, so when you go against top 10 talent, you're in the game, right? You, you, you win the game. or you're almost winning the game and then the rest of the games you're just like what the hell uh they got to be kind of all up and not there but Tulane Cincinnati that was to go um ultimately to the AAC big win for Tulane they were two and ten last year and now they host a game that was pretty big and then that Florida Florida State game was pretty interesting as well NC State knocks off North Carolina so both North Carolina and Clemson come off uh you know, as just just kind of roll into the uh, ACC final with no national implications a whole lot. Um, some no, news and notes when it comes to that, as we kind of sort out what happened on Saturday and look towards uh, the future.
1: Uh, I man, I, I just got to go back to that old, uh, not old Miss for LSU. Like, dude, uh, Clemson lost. Ohio State lost that you, you were about to backdoor yourself into the, into the final four. If, if you could be Georgia, which is again, not impossible. That was just like, I'm not, I'm not taking a shot, but I like Coach O. Well, it's okay. You,
0: hey, you've been taking shots all year, he, uh, so but I'm, you but might if, as well is, not hold back now.
1: Well, I'm just again, he's Kelly's had a great year there, but. I think this was yeah. a player motivational angle. Now, Coach o is clearly does not have the X's and O's, and, and he admitted that. He brought in guys to help him, like, with that standpoint. But from a motivational standpoint, whenever there was a big game that he was part of, his players pretty much always showed up. For whatever reason, the, it, it just seemed like Are you oh, talking about was in never...
0: 2019 or these last two years before he for, got canned?
1: Before he got because canned. but They, for his...
0: they were 6-7 last year, dude.
1: I'm just saying it seems like in most rivalry games or big moments, like his players came to play. And for that game though, like you never just had a sense that LSU was just like, they were never really in the game. Like I know the scoreboard indicated, but if you were a team who is on like a heater, like that and they had their defensive player get all the love, like the Harold Perkins, like I just don't know how that happened because that was an A&M offense who was anemic all year and you were due to, again, due to Clemson and Ohio State losing, you had to feel like, holy shit, if we win this game, we actually have a chance of making the final four. And then you lose to a team was not going to a bowl game. That, that one just surprised me because this whole year, like they've not had that letdown spot. I think Chris. That's kind of why we love college football where again, with a year LSU was having, oh, dude, no way Clemson or Texas A&M, they're not going to cause any issues against LSU. And then Texas A&M's offense looked like, a, a new version of what we hadn't seen. I mean, uh, they
0: did something completely different. I think that's yeah. why they won the game.
1: Yeah, I just, I was, I was just impressed. And again, I, I just really thought LSU was going to win that game and then go to Georgia. Maybe they, and again, that is part of the thing we talked about throughout this whole year. We've seen it over and over, and that could have been a, a typical spot too, where you maybe got caught ahead looking, and can you blame them? The whole year, well, the that's press. That's why was, it's not shocking to me no, because we see this. It's not as crazy as you're
0: saying in my mind, because you're right. They they needed to get there, but did you? How much
1: money would you have put on LSU to beat Georgia, though? Uh, I I th- I think they would have had a chance. I mean, I, I'm not oh, saying, yeah, dude, they I mean, they're they're in the game. They're in the yeah, championship. Yeah. They still have a yeah. chance. But I'm True. saying, you're right. How confident
0: did we? We were kind of counting Georgia in. Even with the two, they'd have to beat Georgia to get in. And we can't guarantee they'd get in, but we think they'd True. get in. And yeah, I think they'd be deserving to get in when you beat the number one team to close out the year. I mean, for sure. if that were to be. I just think, I don't know, like, to say Coach O always got him up for big games, why were they six and seven last year? Like, I don't know. I just think you, you don't like this coach, and, and you've been piling on him all year.
1: But this is one worth piling. So I do ah, care. that's that's fair. So, I mean, the fact that uh, him and Dabo and, and Ryan Day all lost on the same day was kind of a, a special pot. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Penn State won, or else it could have had, like, a quad quad effect of Franklin losing two. But, again, like you said, maybe big picture if I step outside the fact that it's Brian Kelly. Again, that is college football, where your team is sitting in good graces. I mean, shit, I would have bet a lot of money a couple weeks ago, Chris, that Tennessee was a shoe in a shoe in for the Final Four. For a college football playoff, because all they had to do was beat South Carolina and beat Vandy, and they beat Vandy. But yeah, you're right. That that's what makes the sport we love fun. And uh, yeah, damn, just what what a, what a crazy last couple of weeks, really overall of college football. And I know when I heard when I thought you said UNC, just the one quick note on that they did play NC State. I guess NC State was a little motivated because when they were interviewing the NC quarterback uh Drake May who's like a, a potential first second round quarterback pick apparently yeah. this last week he said well you know uh people that want to go to UNC go to UNC and like we uh pretty much made it sound like NC State just gets people that are rejects of Tar Heels like we 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 don't want like, their trash like if you can't make it to NC then you go to NC State well you know if you're going to talk trash, you better back up. <laughs> you know, if, if you're going to say, dude, we we, we, we we don't need those – those kids can't make it at Chapel Hill, shit, and you lose the game, mm, that, that's a tough one to swallow, my friend. That Again, part of trash talking college football, you got to back up your trash talk. <laughs> I mean, that's not good to do the week of. Like, There's really no point of that. That seems it's, like – It's a ballsy statement to make when you're the quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially, yeah, someone that has it and they ended up losing in double overtime. Um that that's that funny though. Um the wild wild west of the Big 10 West gets even wilder down the stretch. Somehow some way Iowa had, had you know didn't get off to a good start, collected a bunch of wins in a row, then they go down like 21 zip or something right away. To Nebraska end up losing that game 24 17. So Purdue back ends it in there. And I actually had a Nebraska plus 10 and a half because I thought, dude, they'll hang with them. You know, I was not beating people by, you know, double digits much. So they could, bar- you know, barely put them in double digits in general. So I, I thought that, you know, they'd hung- hang with them. But that one was a surprise to me. It's like, whoa. Of course, my Gophers getting the job done um at Wisconsin to bring home the axe that's back to back for the first time since 93 94 and three out of the last five um you know when it comes to the badgers and the gophers so that's always good the crafty crappy pick of the week came through baby so cash uh, it I mean was it 9 and 4 then hey, 9, nine and, four and 4 of the year 9 and 4 baby I mean, 9 and 4 9 and 4 you know you're definitely putting money in your account i think it's is it nine and four back-to-back years then eight and five or something like that yeah we it's, got it's, it's popping.
1: Yep. you're right yeah eight and five nine to four nine to four I, I, that's, that's pretty damn impressive man i gotta say i guys that that's that is impressive man you know man, there's one person great. that listens to this show that's like i don't know, i can't believe i do this shit but you know he's been bending that bed for the last three years and he's like right oh, those, those guys actually won me dude. a lot of money I, well, I remember last here. year, a couple times we put – I think it was
0: two different times we put some money on it. And this year I put like – I think it was one bet or two bets. But, you know, I don't know if I want to do it next year because now, you know, it will have an off year or something. It will be seven and six. That's still making money. But, man, it's like, man, a little 30 or $50 teaser on these bets, man. We It's like, why not? It's kind of like Social Security. You know, you're just stacking up the money a little bit. You know, you just get that. Uh, but yeah any any final words because we do we're 40 minutes of the show so we should start to get to some of these uh you know championship
1: yeah yes yeah. so let's have let's have a fun little discussion because up until this point when I was I was listening to my Vegas podcast driving home and they made a good point which I was kind of blindsided on but realized you know what they're right and I'll ask you this if TCU loses to K State in a close game Should they still make the playoff? And originally I was thinking, you know what, in my head, like, dude, they're probably going to get bounced out because of their name. Because let's say this was Texas or OU, if they lose, they're probably still in. But if TCU loses, Chris, and you're on the committee, would you keep them in or would you drop them down, let's say, over an Ohio State or a USC? Well,
0: I mean, to say that, so does everybody win then, like USC wins
1: too then? Yeah, so USC wins – TCU yep. loses. So would you drop TCU? Well, I got that part, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, or what, Ohio what, State. what have they done enough? Cause top to bottom, you could argue the Big 12 has maybe been the steadiest conference of all of college football this year. Now they maybe don't have the elite Georgia or elite Ohio State Michigan, but top to bottom, they've been as strong as Big 10 or SEC, or you could maybe even argue even stronger from a overall average conference standpoint. So yeah, does the TCU loss, which I think people, we thinking in their head a few weeks ago, ah, oh, dude, if you lose, you're done. If they lose this week to K-State, who I think is ranked like 10th or 11th, could they still make the playoff?
0: Yeah, we don't know what they're going to be ranked. They're ranked third right now, or 13th right now, but we don't know what they're going to be ranked. Actually, I'm going to AP, what am I thinking? Well, they're not going down because
1: um, they beat KU by 20, so they're going right, to be but roughly... I'm saying
0: we don't know what it is. It might be higher. Sure. Okay, you're right, you're right.
1: They're 12th right
0: now. They, they may go up because um, Oregon's going to go down. Um. So USC wins, okay. So it, it's basically Ohio State is the conversation, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, see, this is how, it's a hard debate to have because we don't know the top four for sure right now. You know, till tomorrow. So you assume USC is going to be in the top four. So is, is it going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and the USC? If that's what we're going with,
1: this yes, week? sir. And Ohio okay. State's probably chilling at five. So right. let's say USC beats Utah, TCU loses a close one. Does Ohio State, who, again, the, the committee always talks about, dude, the conference championships matter, they matter, they matter. But so does name brand. Well, that's they wouldn't it, win you know. the
0: conference championship then too, right? If they lost. True, but,
1: no, but but they made it there as opposed to Ohio State who didn't, you know. From, right, from but that they're not though.
0: conference championships though. They're not True. a champion. So, You're right. So that takes that argument out because they're not a champion.
1: But but they played in it as opposed to not even making it. Sure. But then again, you could say, okay, who
0: did they lose to? And then who did – Michigan may be the number one team in, in the land on Tuesday. You never know. I mean, you, I, I think they'd move Ohio State up, to be honest with you. So, so you That's think – That's what it, I think would happen. Okay. <laughs> That's what I think would happen. Yep. I do. Now, I agree with you. If you look at the top ten teams or whatever, it's more competitive. Um Sure. But if you look at ranked teams, you know, like when you look at TCU now compared to when we're looking at their AP numbers, right, how many ranked teams in the AP did they beat, right, compared to how many ranked teams at the end of the year. And you can do that for multiple teams, by the way, too. USC is one of them. Ohio State's one of them, too. Um, You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to just go off that. But if I think Ohio State would move up, that's what I think would happen. Okay. If TCU, uh, I think the, I think they would, uh, because of their loss. Who's their loss to? Well, Michigan. Okay. So who's their? Okay, Kansas State. Good team, and they they could lose this game. I mean, they were down by what, seventeen or eighteen?
1: Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Game? And then and then the quarterback like injury great happened. Yeah, you're right. And,
0: yeah, both of them. You're right. Both of them went out. Whereas they got their number one guy now. Well, number two, but now number one, Howard. We know sure. is a better passer and runner. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think they would. I think the Ohio State would get in. Um, do you think Michigan should go over Georgia for this one win uh, for a week? Because they did beat, uh, you know, uh, what was it, uh, the fourth-ranked team? Or what was it? I forgot.
1: Yeah, I, I think just, again, because part of this is politics, because you could argue that USC was maybe a little too high from the start when this whole college football playoff community thing started. So, again, I think the names on the jerseys matter. Unfortunately, so I do think that with it being the SEC school, I don't think Georgia gets surpassed. I think Georgia stays up there at one, even though they didn't, they didn't look great against. Even the SEC, though they whatever. beat
0: the number but two team in the country, right below them.
1: Agreed. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I think I think that Georgia stays number one. Period. Sure. I, I'm not saying that's right. Just Based now, off the ten,
0: and their best win is Tennessee.
1: True. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's a, yeah. I think I think that's fair because there is two different answers in both of those. Like, what do I think? How, what do I think it should be, or what will it be? Um, that is interesting. But let's move on. now. We got to go. Okay. We got to go. We're up forty-four sure. minutes. Um, well, the rematch. Let's talk about it. I know Speaking there there's one. some big games in there, but Friday night will be the first big big game. USC, Utah. It happened October 15th. I remember that because there was a. I had the weekend off. Uh, I I spent the weekend up with my sisters and, and nieces and nephews, uh, hanging out with them. And Deontay Wilder is my nephew's favorite fighter or second favorite fighter behind Pacquiao. So I went up there. So I remember October fifteenth, and I remember that night. I had uh, I had USC. I think plus two and a half or plus three. They obviously still covered. Uh, because, you know, how that went down. But three-point favorite right now, I, I believe it opened at two-and-a-half towards USC. Um, I mean, the quarterback for Utah played out of his mind right uh, rising that night. I mean, he played out of his mind. He I remember we both were like, eh, that'll be the difference because they don't have the quarterback, uh, that type of thing. Um, how do you feel going into this? Because you could still see – that you know, that run defense of USC still could be a problem. Um, especially in a team that is like this, right? I mean, Utah, they average two twenty and they could throw the ball. What says you going into this one? Because like I said, that they should have they probably should have won that first game as far as how and I'm saying USC, as far as how the game played out, they obviously didn't win it. But when you when you look at the game, they were up, you know, at times 21-7. They were up uh, a touchdown for most of the second half. They go up by a touchdown. Um, and then ultimately, you know, they ended up going for two, I believe, to get up uh, 43-42. How do you see this one playing out? Because this is one that I'm really anticipating. And I just think in the last six weeks, we've seen – you know, USC improve enough to, you know, get
1: over the hump, in my opinion. I'd like to formally request first that we have a different set of refs than we had that first game, which I think should be a given, because the refs was a little shadiness going on there from a USC fan. I didn't like some of those late flags. So if there's a new bunch of refs and the game on a serious note is in Vegas, that kind of kills the Utah home crowd because that place is one of the most probably underdog-known places that's hard to win at, like Utah at home maybe loses a game every year. Like Whittingham as a coach there is phenomenal. So you it, it got different refs, jokingly. Um, you got a game in Vegas, so it's a neutral stadium. Probably, I would assume, probably be close to a 50-50 crowd base. I'm sure USC will travel there, but I'm sure Utah, that's not a terribly long drive either. Um, and I obviously for USC, it's winning, you're in. I, I do think if they win that game, they're in the playoff. I guess nothing's ever a guarantee with the committee, but you would feel they'd be in. And... Again, I I wish I could say the defense is going to step up, Chris, but for the most part, this USC defense has done just enough every week, and that offense has really kind of gone off the deep end and dropped about 40 every game. So could this be a week where Lincoln Riley dials it up and has a a decent game plan and they can win the game? Sure. But, I I mean, that Cam Rising, he's had some rough games this year, but when you watch them play against USC, they're – that offense was moving about as good as we could. So I feel it's going to be a close game. Um, I do think USC is able to pull it out. I think that Caleb Williams that offense is humming. And I do think that maybe just having a neutral stadium might be enough of a benefit for USC. I think they get the job done, but I'm still seeing it's going to be a game that I would be shocked if either team scored under 30. a again, that's a neutral. It's indoor stadium. It's turf. There's no weather affecting it. I think we're in the high thirties, maybe low forties. I think USC pulls it off, but, um, if this game finishes in the twenties, I'd be heavily surprised, my friend.
0: Yeah. And it may affect the Heisman at that point. Cause you figure he's got
1: it. Well, then again, if
0: you had three touchdowns, no matter what, if they had 27 points and three of them were touchdowns from him or something, but sure. it does seem like he's got it locked in. Um, as long as they, they obviously have to win the game. Um, but yeah, I think USC is going to win. Like I said, that they probably should have won that game. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I'm a Minnesota sure. fan, so I'm all full. You know, I know all about coulda, woulda, shoulda. But uh, yeah, I think I think USC will win. All right, so the rematch: TCU, Kansas State, Kansas State coming in. You know, flashing back to that slow mo um, offense, where a lot of people that don't watch them a lot will be like, what the hell are they doing? Why is the running back taking so long to pick a hole to run through? It's like, dude, this is what they do. Calm down a little bit. But like I said, the last game
1: um, that they Man, played. they were whooping I them. Mean,
0: they were 28-10. to 10. On a turnover on downs, I'm looking at it right now. It's 28-10, to 28-17 at half. They did bounce back nicely. Uh, K-State. Look at how they ended. K State, or the second quarter, I should say, second half, uh, missed field goal, interception, turnover on downs, missed field goal, interception, and they still only lost by ten. If you think about it, uh, <laughs> that's pretty intense, you know. Like that's a pretty bad way to to perform in the second half, considering now you could say the other one, you know, they they uh, they played so great early. Um, you know, obviously having. Um, Will Howard, knowing that that's your guy, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, will be a big thing. Um, They obviously ran the crap out of the ball for 215. Um, 56 carries, too. And it wasn't Dugan. It was more that Miller guy. Uh, They tried to rush 15 times at Dugan, but only 13 yards. That had been some sacks in there. Um, Something telling me the loosey-goosey is going to win the game. Howard, if he plays the whole game, is a pass-run threat like we've been saying. I actually, as much as I'd like to see TCU win, um, I'm cheering for him. But I am going to pick the upset, the minor upset, Kansas State, uh, in this one. I just think if you look back at that game, you look how they close in the second half, especially without their guy at quarterback, that's a big deal. Um, It will be dramatic. It will be in the 30s but I actually am picking the upset, and I hope I'm wrong, because I I really want to see TCU in there, and maybe they will. If it goes to triple overtime, maybe they end up getting in, and Ohio State doesn't, who knows, but I'm picking the upset, sir.
1: Well, as we talked about with um, uh, Brian Kelly in LSU or even Tennessee, like, in college football, when, when you kind of take things for granted, like it, it's hard to mentally prepare college athletes week after week after week. And TCU's done that over and over and over again. Now, I will say their defense, Chris, has been playing better of late. Now, with that being good said, good point. Good point. Their their defense, though, has improved against – um, right. Texas, Iowa well, State. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah. They schooled the shit out of Texas because Texas' offense, they made Texas's offense look hideous, which wasn't hideous all year. And then you, you snuck out one against Baylor and whooped up Iowa State. So, but I will say, I, I feel that from that K-State game on, the defense has made progress. Mm-hmm. I just, man, but again, look, looking realistic here. Um, again, neutral site. Again, that last game was at TCU. Just like USC played at Utah. So now you're at a neutral site. It's in my backyard at Cowboy Stadium. I think that probably is more of a benefit of who's the more, you know, saw neutral team. TCU might have more fans there, but it's not going to be like driving K-State crazy. So, man, I, I, I just.
0: They haven't had a buy since, Saturday, since the Saturday, uh, September 17th, TCU
1: tricky from, from, from a gambling odd standpoint, you got to figure this is the slip-up time. I, I and again that K that K State game, I I'll I still won't I won't forget this play and for a long time because I remember texting my buddies. K State was up twenty eight to ten. It was like third and ten at midfield. They did like quarterback draw. I'm like, what the hell is K State doing? And I said, if we lose this game, it's gonna be because I, – I just remember I'm like, that could be a turn of momentum because they ended up punting, T C went down to score and they go into halftime down eleven instead of down eighteen, as you just referenced. So Man, K State did everything right that game. It's just when they went from uh, Howard to the third string quarterback, he, like you said, there was a fumble, there was an awful cross body field pick, and I, oh and yeah, I remember shit, that. Yep. You know, I like, you remember that. So it, it was <laughs> a quick little brief that. moment of play as You are like, "Dude, what are you doing?" But again, as a third string quarterback, how often does the head coach plan on using a third string quarterback in a in a top ten road environment? You know, so. Right. God, I don't. I think this game is truly a a flip of a quarter because, again, to give TCU credit, you could say who gives a shit about what numbers in gambling odds say. We've won every game this year. Whether they're close or not, we've we've got the job done week after week after week. So that's a tremendous amount of respect to their coaching staff because, again, that is massively hard to do. So I'm going to take K-State. I I do think that up until that quarterback injury, they're probably going to win that game. Um, I think this should be probably the most fun game of the weekend to watch overall. I mean, there's a lot riding on it, but I think it should be a fun game. I think K-State gets the job done. I think they stick with their game plan. This game is not at home for TCU, and I think their miracle comes to an end, but hopefully they still make the playoff.
0: There you have it. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely cheering for TCU. It's a, it's a great story it means a lot for both these teams because to have, you know, Texas and Oklahoma leaving here soon and, and to have two, not either one of those, neither one of those teams in the big 10, big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's something good for that. Conference, no doubt about it. All right. So we're going to combo both these up. SEC, big 10, the big knockers, not so much drama. uh, on paper anyway. LSU coming in staggering, seventeen and a half point underdog to Georgia, and then Michigan, sixteen and a half now, over for due. Uh what says you about both these
1: games? I mean, it just feels like whether it's ugly or not, Georgia and Michigan get I would be more inclined to bet LSU. I do think seventeen and a half is a bit much. Obviously, you saw the the poor side of LSU, which we've seen when they played against A uh, and M and Tennessee. But we've also seen an LSU team where at times, again, they almost play themselves in the playoff. They're they're ranked fifth last week or whatever, sixth. So, I I think that the seventeen and a half is too much love for Georgia's team, and well, mainly their offense. Uh, but I do think Georgia wins. Um, so I would take Georgia to win. I'll take LSU to cover. And man, if you're if you're Purdue, just, ugh, good luck. Like the, I, I think normally we have talked a lot about letdown spots, Chris. But again, this was the same as last year. Like last year, okay, like Michigan, you beat Ohio State, you beat your rival. What's going to happen? I, I the, last year they steamrolled in the Big Ten title game. Now again, you beat your rival, you're riding high. I I, I think that sometimes instead of a letdown spot. Your, your momentum just has you like on, on like Nirvana. Like, I don't think it's a letdown. I think it's Michigan's like, dude, this year our goal is to win a title. Like, last year we were getting close. This year, F, we're going to keep our foot down on the pedal. And let's keep rolling. And, I mean, Purdue's a fun team to watch. They, they, they always seem to have a pretty good game plan with their head coach, Jeff Braum. They have a good quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. I, I kind of like cheering for the team. But from what you just saw, what they did to Ohio State, who no one's really shut them down all year, Marvin Harrison disappeared. A Heisman quarterback scored three points in the second half. What could Purdue do, Chris, that's going to be uh, able to, you know, compete with Michigan with the the high they're on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think, like I said earlier, there is a possibility if you watch Michigan games this year at half, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue's in the game. Sure. Um, because of the, the letdown spot to in a sense of not putting on your best display off of this huge victory. Right. So I could see it being a, a, a decent game. And that's fair. Like in the, you know, with about midway through the third, all of a sudden they cover, you know what I mean? They cover. So I do. I, and I agree with the LSU uh, um, 17 and a half. I would take the 17 and a half just because, I do think now all of a sudden, right, you'll have a motivated LSU, an embarrassed LSU team. Like, what the fuck did we just do? We, we can still get a 10-win 10 10 win season here. It still helps us in the long run uh, for our rankings and ultimately where we're going to be placed in the bowl um, because, after all, they beat Alabama, and now Tennessee. It'll be interesting, now that they dropped another game and they don't have their quarterback, it'll be interesting to see where they end up at the end of the season as far as bowl game and all. Um, so yeah, I think LSU will not win, but I, I do see them covering. I think I'm going to try to jump on that tonight. Um, and then North Carolina Clemson, both stuttering down the stretch, losing a game right before. Um, thinking, Hey, we're looking forward to the next week, but it, it, it got them. And also a rematch UCF Tulane. I like Tulane to win. I don't know. I think it's going to be a tight game. So. I'm kind of hoping that goes down a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's three points. They got to win by four, but I would just, I don't know. I think it will be within three points, but I like Tulane. And uh, I'm kind of stuck on the Clemson, North Carolina thing, to be honest with you. I think uh, Clemson has a better defense, um, even though it didn't show (laughs) in the last one. Of course, you know, I guess you could say South Carolina was just a different beast than they've been the last couple of weeks, but (laughs) <laughs> kind of stuck on that one as far as covering. I think Clemson will win, but I don't know. That seven and a half seems a lot right now for a stuttering, now two years in a row stuttering, and almost three years, but now two years in a row stuttering offense for Clemson. In North Carolina, you know, all of a sudden they're not the juggernaut on offense. Oh, late anyway. So I think it, it makes for a better game, but there is no national uh, component with this one, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, that Carolina team, they've had some weird losses this year. Like I think there was a lot of hype for this quarterback in May and maybe he will be a good pro quarterback. We don't know. It's definitely possible, but even coming down the stretch, they've, they've not been that explosive offense they were showing at the start of the year when they had that crazy game with app state, where it was like 58 to 56, like 50 points in the fourth quarter kind of deal. I think that's kind of disappeared. Um, and, but I'm never going to go on the show and pick Clemson to win a game. So I, I will take my Tar Heels, even though I'm a basketball fan. I'll, I'll take them to win. Again, I, like you said, both teams, who, who's who's more focused? Like, neither team is going to make the championship, but I'm sure there's still a good amount of pride for winning the ACC. And Chris, when's the last time Clemson didn't win the ACC title game? It's 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 been a minute. I know that. <laughs> so maybe get a, a new, new blood to win the ACC title, but we'll see. Um well, didn't Pitt win it last year? Oh God, did I just sound like an idiot? That might yeah, have been true. Yeah. Your... All right, well, that's fair. That's why you're here. It's already the... been and
0: now. It's, it might be two years.
1: Okay. Well, I, well, I, you know what? That that's why well, you're it McCullough was automatic. For and, those. and and you fact check for me, but yeah, that Clemson had been on a good run. Um yeah, sure. And for Tulane, that's just a great story. Like that team. Like, uh holy shit! Like what? Yeah, you beat K-State, who has obviously had a hell of a year. Um, you were just able to knock off uh, Cincy and put yourself to be able to host a title game. Uh, you got some of the sickest jerseys in all of college sports. I, I love the I love the green wave. I'm just biased here. I think their unis are always pretty awesome. Uh and I hope they get the job done. And that's one cool thing about some of these not even smaller. I guess they are smaller like the Big Ten or the SEC, per se. Um, but I do like that these smaller conferences host, uh, the team where the best construction yeah. gets to host the title game. Like, that's badass. Like, I agree. I mean, I, I get that if you're the Big 12, okay, you're going to play at Cowboys Stadium, the Pac 12, you're playing in Vegas. Like, maybe that does bring some allure and I, 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 it's a cool step for the fans. But if you're a team, I, I would, I'm sure TCU or USC would love to host the, uh, their, Title game, like, and that's not what they probably deserve. It's just that money, money talks for venues, but yeah, I'll I'll take Tulane and their home crowd to knock off uh, UCF as well, my friend.
0: Fresno Boise State should be interesting as well. Um, I think that about wraps it up, sir.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's shut her down. It, it it was a very very fun year of college football, and with as crazy as it's been. Something crazy has to happen this weekend. It has been too smooth, Chris, the way this year has gone, for this to be a bunch of chalk on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to doing a review show on Monday because something crazy will occur. And on that note, we're out. Everyone stay safe, stay warm. It's getting that time of the year. You just have to stay inside, watch football, and watch a lot of sports. Have a good night. We're out. Peace